Welcome to the EDU Podcast, where Rob and Gary talk and drink with your favorite photographers. So grab yourself a cold sarsaparilla and saddle up. All right, welcome back to the EDU podcast, coming live from Puerto Rico, and we have none other than Puerto Rico's own Jose Rosado, <laughs> hometown boy. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Glad yeah, to be here. And of How course, again, Rob Grimm and Sin Van Trong. Hello, <laughs> hello everybody. Hello, Sin <laughs> Van Trong. First time caller, long, long time, time listener. listener. Yeah, it's actually a long time listener, first time caller. Oh yeah, you got to get that, that uh, history yeah, in first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're live from Puerto Rico at what yeah. we're now maybe calling an influencer event. We don't know what we don't know why. It's, it's we, a mastermind with we, a lot of drinking. We I don't. Guess. Yeah, yeah, we don't know why we we're invited defining everyone it as we down. go. But here we are, and we're doing podcasts with everyone because we have to do a little bit of business while down here. Well, we have to have some way to write this off. Yeah. <laughs> and this, somehow this has to be an expense. Yeah. The appropriation <laughs> of funds. Right. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is weird. I mean, we're so, talking to a lot of people. It's cool. Uh, interesting story of how we came to know Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, honestly, it, it, Jake Hicks, we just did a tutorial with, listened to his podcast with Frederick uh, Van Frederick Johnson. Van Johnson. Yeah. Which is a great podcast. And then through that, I found... Uh, Jose Rosado, who has this amazing series of podcasts now, multiple. Mm-hmm. Dude, you 100, like, 101 episodes. You yeah. crushed it in 101 in a year. In, not even. It was like nine months. Nine months. It was intense. The, yeah. the Angry Millennial. Yes, the Angry Millennial show. So mm-hmm. you have... So I'm a little intimidated now. You're like the podcaster, and here we are trying to podcast a podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, like you said, I mean, also what was great, and first off, like, thank you for having me, because... Yeah, yeah. If I, and I can curse, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can Good. curse. Because it, it feels fucking good to be back behind a microphone. Because yeah. I haven't... Uh, when we hit 101 episodes earlier this year, in like August, September, um, we decided to pause on the show because it was it was a lot. It was doing it three days a week. I was traveling, and I teach at night, and I have two kids, and I, I write as well. So it was a lot. And uh, and I wanted to take a break because I started realizing if, like most people, like the Tim Ferriss's and Lewis Howe's, they go on in perpetuity. Like, yep. they're in the fucking yep. 200s, 300s, 500s of episodes. And I, I just didn't see that being possible with the rate I was at. So I said, you know what? Let me pause in the show, look back, see what worked, see what didn't, you know, and make some changes. And we decided to switch to a seasonal format. So it would make it, you know, we could, we could record a finite amount, put it out, cover different topics for every season. Um, but like you guys do, put some real production value behind it, and and really go after exclusive season long sponsors instead of episode sponsors. So right. that that is the goal. Um, so we pause in the show, and it, on the, on the interim, um, we're uh, we're doing a lot with Creators Against Depression. So if you go to creativesagainstdepression dot com, it's we're literally just raising awareness about uh, mental health within the creative arts. Which we know is a lot of people. Why don't you give our audience a little bit of background on the project and how it came to be? Sure. So uh, I myself have struggled with depression a lot, yeah. you know, in my life um, since I was 14. And I've been active, you know, somewhat. Like, I, I've been to therapy. I've right. been on medication. I've been off medication for years. Um, and then recently went back on. And it, you know, I, I've, as we all know, I've been a photographer for 10 years, so I've seen the the transition into social media mm-hmm. and how suddenly everyone had their own personal brand, even if you're not an entrepreneur, you don't run your own business, where it became a highlight reel, you know, and, yeah. and people are like, oh, look at me here, I'm shooting here, look at this client shoot. Right. It's a bit braggadocious. Right, anyway. yeah. and you could never, I could see people never being honest and saying, hey, I haven't booked work in three months. Right. I'm scared. Right. Or I'm depressed and I haven't picked up my camera because I don't I'm not into it anymore. Right. And it, it really started bothering me because I had friends that I thought were in these great places and I had one friend who I looked up to for years and loved his work so solid and I hit him up and I go, Dude, how you been? You know, what's going on? And he goes, Hey, are you hiring? I'm like, what wow. the f- I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, dude, you were just in Italy and now you're living in LA, like right. what's going on? And he's like, dude, I just, I just haven't been able to make it work. It just, yeah, it's just not working, you know. And and I said, dude, like, I, I don't even really shoot that much anymore. I'm mostly teaching, and I, 
I wish, but I don't, it's not that, you know, it's not like that. I don't full time anymore. And, and that kind of made me start thinking like how many more of my friends are, who I think are on this great path, this great success of, of, of their career, but they're unhappy and they feel like they can't talk about it. And I had friends who, when I started kind of vocalizing uh, openly about it, I had friends who, again, same thing, young, hungry, killing it, the work-wise, the business-wise, and they hit me up and go, dude, the fact that I have 150,000 followers on Instagram gives me anxiety to the point where, like, I can't post yeah. normal shit. I got to post hot chicks and naked chicks and this, that, and, you know, client meetings and agency meetings and it's like I feel like I'm trapped. Yep. You know, yep. and and I was like, that's that sucks. You know. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting market because really, there you're kind of on a world stage. You know, in in the world of social media, mm-hmm. um, and, and that makes it hard to ride the ups and downs that are natural in the business. Right. I mean, every photographer, even guys at the top, yeah, they have periods that are slow. It's yeah. just the, the way the business works. Yeah. I think one of the best pieces of advice I ever got when I was a young photographer. Um, was to get really secure with insecurity because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't know when you're going to work next. You got to budget yourself, you, but that's a really hard thing when you're yeah. on a stage where everything looks amazing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what my life is like. This is what I'm doing. So yeah. I would think that that would really kind of exacerbate those feelings of anxiety. Good like, wait, word, Rob Graham. <laughs> I know points. some words. I'm, I'm going to use my words. He's been around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Rob is in the lead now with plus five points for exacerbate. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Not to be confused for. No, it's fine. I mean, it, like you said it, it, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's crazy that these people, and you know what it is too, right? Like, let's be honest with actors and every creative, right? Actors, right. Uh, musicians, all this stuff. After a while, you might drink some of the Kool-Aid. And yeah. if you have this following and you have people coming up to you and like fanboying or fangirling on you and I don't care how humble you are, it's, you know, to a point you start thinking, okay, maybe it's going great. And then you start thinking, oh, you know what? I'm just really fucking unhappy. Right. But I think that's also coupled with the fact that most artists, even actors or whoever, mm-hmm. they also have a tortured side where they're yeah. not happy with what they're doing. So you have people that are coming to you and spreading accolade and saying, wow, you're amazing. I, you know, I think what you do is, is just beyond belief and mm-hmm. you're my hero. So you get those accolades, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you're filled with self-doubt. Yeah. So there's a, this internal push-pull that's constantly happening. Yeah. Combine that with the up and down that's constantly going on in your business where you've got peaks where you're really busy and then peaks where you're not so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of makes for uh, an unstable environment. Yep. So if, you're not, if you don't have your feet planted on the ground, mm-hmm. the world of commercial photography can be an unstable environment oh, yeah. to begin with. Oh, being yeah. an artist and then being in the commercial I, business. I think, too, with just the world of social media, like you just yeah. said, um, makes me think of an article I read a while back that social media and getting an update getting a message getting mm-hmm. a like something like that triggers endorphins endorphins yeah. in your oh, head sure. and it's the same as a drug so yeah. like that that's why like and i'm guilty of this too and it, it's actually become i i think definitely a problem right um, of me like all right not maybe giving enough attention to my wife and daughter i'm at home i'm checking stats i'm you know wondering how the company's doing i'm stressing out about instagram are we did we post enough on snapchat it's just like Jesus. Like, all yeah. right. Like, I, I definitely want to put our most transparent foot forward and like uh, promote all of our instructors. But it's like, God, like it, it's never ending, and it's yeah. such a beast. And so like, is that, does that weigh on you a lot? Are you thinking oh, about that yeah, all the time? All the, yeah, all the time. I think everybody yeah. does. Well, no, I. Well, I. You know what? Honestly, I don't. And maybe it's because I am older, and yeah. I, and I did not make my mark in the world of photography in the in the age of social media. Right. I it was well established beforehand. So. Like, I, I don't post much. I really yeah. don't. If you look at my stuff, I, I'm not posting. I go on because I feel like I need... he forgot to... his password. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually written on a post-it note on his monitor. Have to know. Yeah. You know what? I mean, actually... He's laughing because no, it is really... It's not. But I have a great story of that because I, I, my, my father-in-law, God bless him, a number of years ago, my, my wife was helping him out and she opened up his computer and with the computer, he had a post-it note that was taped down to his computer that had his username and his password Right there. Oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> how my, that's how my dad rolls. It's like, Dad, yeah, this is yeah. not secure. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you realize this. And it's this. all like, like one, two, three, it four, dollar sign. Yeah. Yeah. You know, funny. social media, like for, especially for a lot of professionals that are putting their life out there, it's like a, it's like your pulse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, people 
gauge how well you're doing or if you're still relevant yeah. by how often you post and if you don't put something out there people are like oh this guy fell off yeah and, and you know it's it's really it's scary to say this but how many people do you know and i've heard a lot say this mm. if they post something and it doesn't get like enough likes they take it they'll delete it and then yeah. they'll repost it another day wow and really like, oh, wow yeah. oh yeah i know plenty of people that do that and that's a like routine you're like wow. oh it's not the right time of day mm. i shouldn't have posted it then I'm gonna repost it later. It's not a big deal, and I'm like, but what, what, what? You know, and I, I, I just come from a different perspective because I, I don't have that. I, I go on Facebook. Right. I check social media because I need to see what our company is doing. Right. But I, I'm not posting. I don't have that drive. Right. So it's interesting to me that you stress out about it, and it's, and you and too. No, but you, you know? said it. I mean, like Mark Seliger is a great example. I mean, this yeah. guy's been. He's like you know the Rolling Stones of photography. Yeah, he's been he's around amazing. for decades. Right. And I spoke to him a couple years ago at one of the standout conferences, and. And he told me he's like he's he's lost jobs because he didn't have a social media following. That's yeah, like as big as some other younger well, people. Yeah, I, so I believe. Honestly, that. that's something we consider now. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and I gotta say, unfortunately, a million times when we're looking at photographers that we want to work with, like the legends, right? We have to weigh in, like, all right, how many how many people that are like photographers now that are our market right. actually know about this person? Yeah. And it's so unfortunate that so many don't. So it's like, oh man, like. We could make the most incredible tutorial from a legend, right? Yeah. yeah. But if, if, if they're one of those legends that don't have a Facebook account or Twitter, really, then they're really unknown in yeah. the education market. Yeah, it's, so a, we- like, it's a weird we- thing. It's yeah. actually it's frustrating. Like, we, I, yeah. We're not going to name names, but we've had a couple opportunities with some big-time yeah. yeah. photographers that nobody knows about. Yeah. Nobody in, in the new generation, at least, because they don't have any social mm-hmm. media yeah. presence. But yeah. these are photographers that have had more magazine covers than yeah. you can imagine. Exactly. They've been published all over the world. Uh, talented people. And th- to me, personally, that's in- it's so frustrating because these guys have knowledge. You know, these men and women have knowledge. They've yeah. been in the game a long time. Oh, yeah. They probably have more to share than most anybody else. Yeah. And like you said, imagine, imagine that whole generation, right? We're right. talking maybe like Gen X and baby boomers, right? But then you have millennials and younger, where it's like, this is all they've known. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of wild when I think about yeah. it, because I'm on the tail end of it. And I'm 33, but right. I've, you know, I, I've, I can imagine like even my kids, right, who grow up and they, they know how to work an iPad when they're like five, and I'm like, right. what, you know? And and then again, those the, imagine the young photographers and and other creatives where, like you said, they they literally tie that personal value. Yep. Of them, like self worth, yep. to a like and a comment. Yeah. That's, that's horrible. Scary. No, it yeah, scary. I don't. I, I. That makes me sad hearing yeah. that. They're no. they're tying it's, their self worth to a like. But like they, if you do it correctly, you can make not only have a lot of fame with the right. likes and like that celebrity, you can but make, you can make a money. ton of money. Yeah, you yeah. make a career, you and know, that's like, the thing. Look at like, all, look, that's look, a new, look at all new the career. look at all the. Uh, just one thing comes to mind. Yeah. This is low hanging fruit. All of the models, like the oh, ass yeah. models on yeah. Instagram, selling yeah. like uh, tea. Tea and, oh, and coffee tea. scrubs. Yeah, and coffee scrubs. <laughs> like, oh my God, like every single one of them is selling yeah. tea and coffee scrubs yeah. and whatever else. Yeah. Bullshit. Coffee scrubs. And, 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 I don't even, what's a coffee scrub? I'm exfoliating. Yeah, you oh, know, I, I don't right. think you, people should treat, and a lot of photographers that are great, I don't think they should treat it as something that they, you know, it's like, something that you have to do because everybody's doing it they just have to think about it is like that's it's a marketing expense yeah and, you know it's it, you can hire somebody i was to gonna say it. yeah they're they're well you enough know, off like, they could hire someone to do it and if you have a great body of work like it's an easy thing mm-hmm. for uh, any social media marketing guy to to do for them right you know, it's just put their work out there because right. that, that's that's all those that's what it is it's yeah. it's just social media platform is is an avenue or an outlet or uh, a vessel for you to showcase what you've done. Uh, it doesn't right. matter how old it is because you can make it relevant. You know, it's just right. So, do you think there are? Can you guys name any photographers that have recently blown up that are huge that aren't big on social media? Like, no, that's I mean, it's it's, it's that's the time period we're in. So we, I mean, you, you have to be. You said it earlier. Social media big. I heard your conversation with Danny Diamond, right? Yeah. He's huge on Facebook pretty big on instagram yeah right what's the first well not the first but what's the last thing you said to him i don't remember i don't remember what i had for breakfast <laughs> yeah, well, okay. yeah, you gotta get on snapchat you guys, you, yeah you oh, gotta yeah, get on snapchat yeah, yeah. and he was like eh yeah. like i use instagram stories so in reality he's doing a, a 
something yes. else. But, so should you do both? Like, but, but that's the question. Where do you stop? Exactly. How do you, how do you keep he, up with it he, all? If he yeah. has the career, he has the clients, he, had, he has a profitable f- uh, following, right? Why? And imagine compounding it to an older person who's generationally off. Right. Imagine telling them, okay, hire someone, but you got to be on Facebook. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and you got to be on Twitter. Uh, oh, okay. And, but you got to be on Instagram, too. Uh, it's a full-time all right. job. It's, it's, but yeah. it's such and a full-time it's, job. Yeah. Like, it's I, yeah, it's yeah. the problem that all the photographers now are trying to battle against. It's not trying to be a flash in the pan. Right. Yeah. And like, how do you stay relevant? Well, you got you to gotta stay. See, well, that's, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I, 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 photography is not about being a flash in the pan. It's the long run. Yeah. It's hours and hours and hours in, and you got to keep slogging at it. Sure. You know, e- even when you've made your mark, you can't stop pushing. And that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I, I think maybe maybe to me that's why the social media scares me because it, it's more like instant fame and it seems fleeting because it does. Yeah. Photographers have always been kind of flavor of the day. Like one of the things that, that was very true for me in, in, in my career, um, I would make inroads with an ad agency and then other people in that ad agency would pick me up and I'd start to do a bunch of work with them. Well, then maybe two, three years later, I'd fall off because one of the art directors had found a new photographer that they wanted to work with and wanted to go to a different city. And that photographer comes a, becomes a flavor of the day, so to speak. So yeah. you have those cyclical periods anyway. Yeah. But social media has changed that game. because it just now, made it more front-facing. Now. But yeah, much more front-facing. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? like really now, putting now it out there. You can literally yeah. know. Like, we all know enough people who are doing big shit. I can tell you, wow, that guy lost that campaign. Yeah. He doesn't work for that person anymore. Literally, yeah. just in their social media feed. I might yeah. even talk to him, but between but Facebook yeah, you and know, Instagram, you know, whatever, the, you know the, that shit. You know the details of the business, in right? Ways, yeah. Without you know knowing I mean? the business, and, and it's you know. So to circle back a little bit, when you asked me what what was the start of it, I'll be honest, it was um, Dave Mira. So Dave Mira passed away earlier this year. By Bi- biker, right? Yeah, he was he was he was the, the, yeah. the X game BMX, BMX guy. Yeah. Then went on to be a rally car driver then actually towards the end of his life uh became a, a big triathlete and was doing iron man competitions and was sponsored and everything and i met him shit probably like seven years ago and i grew up watching this guy me too you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he uh i met him when i was shooting rally cross and i i met i was shooting like tanner faust dave mirror travis pastrana all those guys and dave i remember was the nicest one the nicest guy, you know, was asking everyone how you doing. Really? Wow. It was nice to all the, you know, the crew and, right. and all this stuff. And later that that weekend, when we're shooting the podium, he he got in third, so he's on the podium, and he's up there. And I realized he had two young daughters that were probably like four or five at the time. And I I kind of blew my mind because I was like, I never knew he had kids, you know, because again, I'm not realizing he's at this point in his late thirties. And I was like, wow, that's kind of wild. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was uh, not single. I was, I was dating someone who was with me that weekend. And, uh, and I was living in the city. So fast forward seven years. Now I'm uh, you know, co-parenting two kids right, with my girlfriend. I'm living in the suburbs, living very much a different life. And I hear about him killing himself. And the one thing, and I'm sure a lot of you can imagine now as a parent, I was like, the first thought in my head was his daughters, his daughters of course, would be about yeah. the age of my mm-hmm. daughter right now, nine, ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And imagine coming into your prepubescent, awkward years, and you don't have your father in your life. And it really messed with me. And when I started seeing, as always happens, everyone coming out of the woodwork saying, if he just called me and told me he needed to talk, I would have been on the first flight out there. Yep. No kidding. But he never, no one ever knew. Yeah, that's, suffering. it doesn't work that way, right, unfortunately. Right, exactly. Yeah. And when you really think about it, it's for some people who have certain types of depression, it's a brain disease. Yeah. Like, it's a literal disease. Right. And people don't treat it that way. They just yeah. think, oh, snap out of it. Come on. You, what yeah. do you got to be upset about? It's yeah, like, yeah. Ah, that's not how it works. It's, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And it, you know, the weight that it puts on your shoulders to know yeah. that, hey, you know what? One phone call would have made the difference between yeah. somebody yeah. living and dying. Yeah, you know, and and I, at that time, I, I got really angry, and I said, you know what, 
I'm tired of saying we have to do something. I'm going to do whatever I can. So the next, like that week, I started the website. I had no idea what it was going to be, just like this trip, right? right. I had no <laughs> idea, right? And and I just, I, I, as a writer, I just I made the blog. I started posting articles or reaching out to friends and saying, hey, will you, will you help spread the word? Will you write an article? I'll edit it. Just, just get me something. And it went from there. And at the time, I was still doing the podcast full time. So it was just like a side burner thing. And uh, then around like this was in March, April. And then in the summer, Resource Magazine reached out and said, hey, we love what you're doing. You know, Billy Murray, the editor in chief, you know, and he said, it's Bill Murray. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Let's call it what it is. It's Bill Murray. (laughs) So he reached out and said, look, I love what you're doing. We want to help. And we started chatting and it was, you know, we want to like share a couple articles a month. Um, our because they're a quarterly magazine, as you know. Our uh, and the next magazine is going to be about the humanities, so we'd love to write an article about you guys. And I was like, "Wow, that'd be yeah, that'd be great." So at the same, but at the same time, again, I'm fully invested in the podcast, so that was awesome. And they started putting ads in their newsletters for us for free, and it was a great thing. And he tells me months later, he's like, "You want to know something kind of funny?" I go, "What's up?" He goes, uh, "Your." Your little ad in our newsletter outperforms our top advertisers. Seriously, yeah. it resonates. And it's I, hitting, I was it's like, hitting oh, wow. a beat. Yeah. yeah, and and you, it's what, what no one wants to talk about. You know exactly. And you know what, Ivo? I obviously I never shut the fuck up, right? So <laughs> I'm a person where I'll I'll be open to people. Like I used to mess with people too. When I'd be in a meeting, they'd be like, oh, okay, so I gotta go. And they go, oh, okay, I got a doctor's appointment. And I'm like, oh, okay. Everyone always thinks like normal doctor. I go, yeah, I have therapy. And you see that little, you know, little right. head t- yeah. oh, 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 right. oh, and everyone gets uncomfortable. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, everyone, whether you realize I or not. I think everyone should go to therapy. Not even that. Like, I think everyone literally has everyone a therapy. Should whether should it's working therapy, out, right. whether it's doing whatever, mm. you know, no, hobby I, I, Everyone whatever. should go sit on the couch yeah. and talk to someone. Yeah. Like, it, that's, I think everyone's, honestly, it's really everyone is missing that. And I think the world would be a much better place. If you had to, to go to therapy, regardless mm-hmm. of your your state, so do you go you to just, therapy? No. But well, then what the hell? Put <laughs> up or shut up. I don't know the first place to start, but I'd, I'd love just to like lay it out there and talk to someone and be like, yeah. all right, what am I doing? Like, is that fucked up? Well, Probably. I, I've, yeah. I've done it several times oh. in my life, and I yeah. think I think yeah. And a friend of mine actually said something really interesting to me because I was talking with him about it because there is a stigma about it, yep. and. Actually, this this friend of mine is really brilliant. He went to Harvard for undergrad, Yale for medical school, dropped out of Yale Medical School because he wanted to be a writer. Mm, Wow. Slacker. Yeah, total slacker. Uh, And his advice was really simple. He's like, you know, I think people who are intelligent want to know more. Including about their own brain, yeah, and what you know, what's oh, going on. It's wild. Yeah, like I was talking to somebody. I was on a, another podcast, but it was a medical podcast, and then they were talking for October. All they talked about was mental health awareness. Right. And one of the things I said at the end, I didn't realize was kind of hysterical. Was I said, "Here's something to ponder. We know more about outer space than we do about our own oceans and the human brain. That's a problem." Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because let's get it, like, Elon Musk, yeah, Mars, fuck yeah, like, that's right. cool. What about the human brain that we and use, the like, oceans? what, 8% of or that are, yeah. something stupid? Yeah, they, yeah, we use an incredibly and the small amount of it. take up, oh, I don't know, like, 80% of the whole world? <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, right. you mean the, the pools with plastic in them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus, like, that fucking scares me, like, the amount of deaths and shit. Like, we're going to go off on a tangent now and talk about plastic in the goddamn ocean. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> I, you are, you uh, are going off. He's trying to depress our audience. No, literally, yeah. he's in it. We're gonna have Leonardo DiCaprio call in and then add to it with global warming. That, you know what? That'd be great if we actually have Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio call in. I think that'd be fabulous. Oh, fuck yeah. fuck you know? Leo! Fuck Leo! No, no I, I'm just kidding. But ah, it was good. No, the revenant was good. He deserved it. He that was three hours. It. I didn't Oscar see it, but I'd like him to call in and talk yeah. with us. Yeah. God. Well. All right, let's get back on track yeah. here. Boys. Well, the human yeah, brain yeah, is yeah, complex, the, yeah. and there, you yeah. know, you think about how you can circle inside of your own thoughts. It's not mm-hmm. not necessarily the best place to. Stay. You know what's fucking right. crazy? Have no. you have you have you been inside of uh, isolation tanks? No, but I wanted to. But right, I actually so that thought shit, they would really that kind of shit, mess with me because I have anxiety. Yeah, so see, no, I, I don't that know if shit I is that either. shit is so legit. All right, so the premise: if you, if you don't know what an isolation tank is, you go into this place, and I've been in Chicago 
numerous times. I've been with Aaron Nace a few times. Mm-hmm. And so you he go seems in, like an isolation tank oh, kind of guy. Oh, man, it's, it's with so his hair legit. I, I think water. everyone should also not only have to go to therapy, but go to isolation takes, and then maybe <laughs> therapy right after. <laughs> so you, you go in, and it's super uh, saturated salt water, yep. so it's very buoyant. Like the Red Sea. So you get in this, like, capsule. It's, it's like, seven feet long. So, like, you, you go in and lay down, and uh, it's at the perfect temperature of, like, I don't know. I think it's the 90, I think it's ninety-two degrees. So you don't feel you don't feel cold. You don't feel warm. Completely naked, right. salt water, completely pitch black. So the, yeah, the cool. whole thing closes. Close the door. Right. And there's no smells. You don't see anything. So your senses are Take just, over. just yeah. So you're you, like you, the daredevil. You, you just basically. you just you just have to lay there for sixty minutes without your fucking phone, <laughs> and you just have to deal with your own thoughts yeah. for sixty minutes. Like when in the world have you ever been? 60 minutes of complete isolation just with your thoughts. With utter silence. That shit. All right. So the first time I went, that shit was crazy. We with The first time I went ever was with Aaron Ace. We went and it was like this super like hippie Buddhist place. And there's like dream journals. People like write their dreams and shit. So you're in the waiting room. You're reading people's fucking like dreams and shit. Wait, from, they like, left them in there? Yeah. So like, like you, you write. Instead of a highlights magazine, you, like when, a doctor, when you When you, you come have... back, you write like your dreams and shit. Wow. So it's, it's for repeating customers. But... Holy shit, I've never had such lucid dreaming sober. You fell asleep? No, no, no. That night. So after oh, you leave, right. like, when you leave, you're just like, oh, my God. I just feel so good. What do you want to do? Contemplating like, existence. I think we went and right. got Indian food afterwards. <laughs> but that night, that night, so there was no, like, imbibing that night. There was no drinking. Right. We just all went to our respective places afterwards mm-hmm. and, like, slept. And I remember, like, that night was so colorful and such a relaxing experience and I was right. like wow I think that I'm it's weird that you say that because today when we were out in the water mm-hmm. I seriously I was floating on my back for a half an hour and I was just totally chilled and I thought for the first time I'm like I think I could do an isolation, an isolation tank because before yeah. I've been like no way yeah, no yeah. Way. I don't know that I, I know it's but I'm a little claustrophobic you I, I, I saw it I saw it on you I was totally chilled out wasn't I I was literally next to him and I saw him and I go that dude's looking zen as fuck I'm not even gonna talk to him <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just, really chilled out today I kind of bobbed my way over somewhere else and I was like it was so restorative today honest to god hashtag zen as fuck we got one next to the studio yeah we have one literally two doors down two doors down Holy shit, really? Yeah, uh, it's dude, I'm nuts. Check that out. And that's uh, wild. Unfortunately, I'm stupid and I haven't been yet since they opened. It's just uh, dumb. He, he likes yet. to travel to Chicago to do the isolation. Uh, I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I don't know what my fucking problem is with not going to that one. It's next fucking store. No, it's three doors down. <laughs> it's three, don't, it's, don't beat up on yourself. It's three on, doors down. Don't beat up on that band either. Still. Three doors down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I can tell he was in a it band. It is at three one doors point. down. No, never. Never? Never. I wish I was in a band. Never. <laughs> He's got the Porsche. He's got like everything on the tail end of it, but never actually was in a band. <laughs> got the nice stubble, the good, you know, little kind of uh, silver fox. You got have, have you stubble. seen his hair whip? Do a hair whip. Yeah. Do a hair the, whip. Oh my God. Like, Jesus. Look at, uh, I just came. Is that weird? <laughs> Is anybody else fully torqued it's right now? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's no, okay I mean, that you did it. it don't it, be ashamed. I'm not torqued, but like my grundle's sweaty. It made my grundle sweaty. Mm, <laughs> and on that note. Which is weird. But, you know, you said it. I mean, this is a lot of stuff that. I won't name names, but I was catching up with uh, someone who came recently, right? Like, orgasmically? Came here. Arrived in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And um, they told me, they go, I've, I've had a pretty shitty year. And I'm like, wow, okay, like, what's up? You all right? And, uh, and you know, they tell me, Oh, it's just been it's just been really weird and rough. Like you know, a lot of a lot of family members have passed away, and you know, just thinking about life and all that. And then I had they uh, they had six friends during the course of the summer take their own lives. Seriously? Yeah, six people. Wow, wow that's and I was that's like, way too many. Yeah, that's within too big, three too months, many. you know. And I was like, that I am so sorry, you know. And and it, again, like. Why is this? It's because we have this huge phobia of just being open and honest. And it's, I, I honestly don't know if it will ever get better. I mean, maybe. No, I think it will. You know? It, maybe how, it will. I mean, look, look. how could it, though? Like, with where things are going, with how fast things are moving, like, the amount of progression that we've made in the last 10 years just of, like, self promotion like that shit is scary like well i think meditation well, is becoming what, bigger yeah, yeah. I, meditation there's apps is becoming called bigger. headspace you know i mean there's there's yeah, but it's how many, many yeah. on the stream all right 
So we have that. But how many people are actually going to these places? Like these places aren't sprouting up like McDonald's. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, well, that that's true. The, but I, I think that awareness is creeping up, and yeah. you know, with people like Jose doing things that he's doing, it it slowly starts to like, chip away. When do you think yeah. we're going to start finding out like all the studies that are being done about what it really means for us to be like swiping all fucking day long? Oh, dude, we're fucked. Oh, it's scary. I mean, it's scary. like you in mean, VR, right? You think of VR mm-hmm. and augmented yeah. reality and all that. Uh, I remember seeing this this um, this drawing. It was on crisis a long time ago. It was on um, deviant art, like unless you're really an artist, whoever goes on there anymore. But I was like years ago on deviant art. I came across this artist who sketched this very haunting um, picture of a person in literally what looked like, uh, not to sound demeaning, but like a crack house, right? Like a, a, a room where it was just like disheveled and and all this stuff, and literally. There's a person in the corner, curled up, with cuts and looking, again, disheveled and clothing falling apart, and they've got a VR headset on. Hmm. And they're just like, that's the future. Like, we're going to be so disconnected, we're not going to want to deal with our problems, and we're just going to be like, plug me into the fucking Matrix, and I don't give a shit anymore. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want Skynet doesn't kids. take over either. But yeah, I mean, my wife and I talk, have talked about that quite a bit. I yeah. mean, I, I guess you know we're old enough where literally didn't have cell phones until after college because mm-hmm. they weren't around, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we've talked about our daughters a lot. Like, yeah. are, how are they going to date? Are they going to date by swiping left and right, yeah. or are they going to go out and meet somebody? Are they going to meet the way my wife and I did, like the old-fashioned way, or met her in a bar? That's where yeah. you meet people. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, like, how's it going to happen for them? It's, it's, and it's, it's kind yeah. of a concern like, how how socially connected people are. Yeah, I mean, I think about like there's my, uh, my kids are uh, nine and eleven, right? Yeah, and the eleven year old just started middle school, and uh, so you're getting to that in, the influential peer pressure kind of right. uh, you know place, and he uh, they have I, him and his uh, his sister have iPad minis, which was a big deal to me too. Like they got an iPad before I even owned an iPad. And I was like, guys, like, this is, like, kind of a big deal, you know, whatever. So they've had them for a few years. But now the conversation is about cell phones, right? And I have nieces and nephews, and they have cell phones. But in our house, I said, I'm just not comfortable with that yet. You know, like, they have an iPad. They want to message their friends, and they want to FaceTime. They can do that, sure. But a cell phone to an 11-year-old? Like, and like you said, like, they weren't even a thing for you guys. But even for me, they were around when I was in... Like maybe I don't know middle school, high school, but I still didn't get one until I started driving, and that was the rule right. in our house. You only get a phone when you can go places on your own driving, and I need to know where you yep. are. Right. Yep. And in my mind, I go, "Can we still do that?" <laughs> and my girlfriend's like, "No." Like, well, it's hard. Like yeah. my nine-year-old does not have a cell phone. Right. There are a lot of kids yeah. in her class. She's in fourth grade. Yeah. And exactly. they have cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not talking about like the little. Fisher Price, dial one for your mom, right. two no, no, for no. dad, three for nine one one. It's like fucking iPhone. The latest, right. latest. Well, but phones. you know, here's yeah. the thing. I mean, like for me as a, as a photographer, my kids of course get hand me downs, so they're gonna naturally get like a pretty good iPhone as right. a, a hand me down because right. I'm gonna get the new stuff. But you just have to set a time limit on when you're gonna allow them. You know, like Chandler's yeah. not gonna it's, have one now. There's just no way. Yeah, she's too young. That's why I love watching old shows like Seinfeld and Friends because it it brings <laughs> you back to the days. Of when people used to gather at a spot, yeah, and when people would leave notes for each other or call and leave a message on an answering oh, machine. Remember answering machines with tapes? Ah, remember yeah. that? Like it, I prank called my you, uncle it, the other weekend, it, and he still has an answering machine. <laughs> I love leaving the shit, so he wakes up to that and plays it. Oh my <laughs> god! You know, it makes you nostalgic. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah totally. you know, and like you said, it's it's something that I think is, mm-hmm. I think we're at like kind of a tipping point, mm-hmm. you know, because. I I tell people all the time. I uh, I had a friend who same thing suffers from depression a lot. He's a photographer from Philadelphia, and uh, we I think about like social media. We think we're hyper connected. I might say I haven't spoken to you on the phone or I haven't seen you in person, but I saw your kid being born. I liked that. I commented on it. I, right. I we we chat on Instagram. Like, and you think that that pl- replaces it, but it doesn't. Right. And literally, it was Father's Day this year. He calls me. And mind you, he never had a dad, right? So he calls right. me and says, 
hey man just thinking about you we haven't talked in a while happy father's day i hope you have a happy father's day and then and he and i didn't even pick up because i was doing father's day shit right so like he left me this in a voicemail and i called him back like choking up I'm like dude thank you yeah. you know and and then i felt bad and i called my dad i called my all my friends who have kids and i said happy father's day like we haven't talked in like a year yeah. right but because of social media and feeling hyper connected we think that's fine, but it's not. Well, it's it's totally different because you're you might kn- you're you know about what somebody is doing, but you're not active in their life, mm-hmm. and that's a very different thing. You're right. just observing, yeah. you're voyeuring, yeah. yeah, but you're not participating in their right. life. Totally different things. Yeah, and some people like honestly, like you said, like tying value to a like or a comment. Yeah. Imagine when people say, "Okay, like something happened in my life, right?" And I posted about it, and they go, "Where were you?" Like, oh, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. You so I commented, you know. Here's a big question: Do mm-hmm. do do much younger people like our kids? Mm-hmm. Do they think that as they're viewing mm-hmm. what other people are doing on Instagram or whatever, do right. they think that they're participating in that person's life? Yes. Like, is that the misinterpretation? Yes. It's not that they're just observing. They really feel like so. The new standard of connection is really one step back. It's not yes, so much it's, it's connected. Virtual. It's, it's virtual. It's, yeah. 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 I literally hear people telling me, I go, like we have, we have, a, so now we've transitioned a little bit, not transitioned, but we took the conversation offline. So we yeah. do weekly mental health support groups because there are none, which again, nothing pissed me off. They have groups for uh, alcohol, AA, yeah. narcotics, um, even tobacco usage. Uh, cancer, cancer survivors, grieving, all this stuff, right? But none for mental health. And I go, if you look at half of those things, what's the underlying root? Mental health problems, right? Right. So whether it's smoking, drinking, drugs, whatever, it's usually you, you problems in your life. Yeah. And so we said, okay, let's start our own. We have no idea what we're doing. We'll figure it out. And we started doing it. It's been like two months. And um, one of the first things I thought was kind of interesting was, Someone said, hey, have you heard from so-and-so? Because this person was, you know, needed help, right? And literally someone responded quickly with, oh, I watched their Snapchat stories. Yeah, they're fine. And I'm like, no, that doesn't count. Yeah. Like, have you called them? Have you spoken to them? Have you visited their house? Like, but it was so nonchalant. And they thought, like, that was the right thing to say. Right. And I'm just looking at him going... O- okay so what else are we going to do because they haven't right, been yeah, to a meeting yeah. in like two weeks or three weeks and it's like remember when people used to stop by your house and it was like oh there's someone at the door and like it's like who could that be like oh god that's <laughs> oh but now like back in the day it was like oh my god someone's here take now out the cake now, take now out someone the... fucking knocks on your door and you're yeah. like you're not expecting them it's like what the fuck <laughs> is going on I actually I'm ripping this off I don't know the comedian but I, I, I was going to say up. the Italian guy right Oh yeah, what's his on name? Netflix. I, I can't I, remember. I've been to watch so many comedians he, on Netflix. He <laughs> nailed it. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, when, yeah, we were, yeah. when we were kids, your mom had a cake. She had a yeah, Sara Lee yeah. cake. You couldn't oh, fucking yeah. touch. That yeah, was her yeah. guest. Right. So when people go, come on in. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. They stop yeah. by. Now they have it's, cake. Now it's like, get thing, down like, the ground. Like, <laughs> Army crawl, mom. Army crawl. Keep yeah. the lights off. We have no idea who comes. We're so fucking busy now that like, horrible. It actually means so much, and this kind of just boils down to like. I guess human nature. Like yep. when someone stops by or like just like reaches out to you and like mm-hmm. he just calls you, like, hey, I'm not calling for any reason. I don't need anything. Just how you doing? How you yeah. doing? Like what's up? What's what's new? You know, like because yeah. we all like you, you know what that's like nowadays. It's like receiving a handwritten letter from someone. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing yeah. that with with friends lately. I, just taking the time on the way home because I'm living much further from our studio now. I have a much longer commute, and I have called several friends just completely out of the blue and it's been cool because i've gotten like are are you calling me and i'm like yeah how are you and it's been great to reconnect in a really random way just by me making the commitment to call someone who is important in my life that i haven't been in touch with for a while because now they live in colorado or they live live somewhere else but it's been fun isn't that wild that a phone call which is still fairly fairly new in our our world fairly new concept a phone call is now so in a, in, a, in a sense, almost like a face-to-face interaction, almost like a handwritten letter. Yeah. To well, a it's point. way better than point. just saying, "Oh, cool. I like that your right. your you know your son had his ninth birthday." Right. Boom. I mean, yeah. it's it's definitely more connected. And mm-hmm. It's more rewarding, quite frankly. I mean, yeah. I've really enjoyed making those calls and yeah. kind of um, I've been 
picking certain people to call them just specifically because I know I'm going to be like, I'm going to get that reaction. Like, wow, we have not talked in seriously two years. What's going on? Yeah. How are you? All right. So if you're listening and you are because you're listening, pause this right now and call someone. Right. I'm going to wait for you. Pause. I, I someone right from high now. school. Someone from high school. Someone wait, that you haven't talked you to in a while. Like, don't, that, don't that start you act, calling right, that. Yeah. Call, call, start calling call the guy. Someone that you haven't. Absolutely. Someone you had a great experience with at some point. Right. Right now, pause. Ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends, old friends. Call people. Call not that, probably not ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> no, it depends. Probably, but if they're, fr- if they're friends or not, or what? No, I mean, they're, never, they're never friends. <laughs> well, mine so to, I've got some. So to recap, the levels like of people. engagement, there's face-to-face, which beats mm-hmm. everything, phone call, and then the worst is email, text messaging. And it is awkward if you just show up at somebody's yeah. place. Oh, but if you so. show up at somebody's house, you're like, someone dying? Did someone yeah. die? What happened? Or do you yeah. need to are go to cool? a hospital? <laughs> Why didn't you text me? Why are you here? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me you were coming? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't you I text me on cake, your way but, here? <laughs> and, and that, to me, is, like, wild. Because, again, that's where we're at now. I couldn't mm. believe it, how regular this is nowadays. There's people, when I call their cell phone, they don't answer. I hear their voicemail, and their voicemail says, I do not pick up my phone. If you need me, please text me or send me an email. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, wow, that's so... But that's, I've heard that from uh, multiple yeah, actually, people. Actually, I've, I've heard I, that, too. I, I don't answer numbers that I don't know. Is that weird? Should I be yeah, answered? Like, I, most, I, most of them are fucking bullshit solicitors. Yeah. But well, like, some of them can be, but not, not yeah. all. To I, me, as I, a I, photographer, I always thought it could be a client. Yeah, it that, could be a new that's job why coming I in. And right. you know what? If, if it's somebody I don't want to talk to, I tell you them just, I don't want to talk to. Just fucking hang up. Right. Or nowadays, mostly machines. If it's a solicitor, you get them off the phone. Or if it's a wrong number, you say, sorry, you got the wrong number. But I still like the phone. But I'm You're always texting. You and me. I, I, you know what? You're texting. I, do not text I, look, that much. I just look up. I He's like a fucking tween. He's like yeah. a 13 year old girl. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm like a 13 year old girl. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. It, so Rob's always swiping and texting, but like doesn't post. So Rob, start posting. I, am, I, time I time. don't text nearly as much as I, you I think I followed you on Instagram recently. Why? And then I exactly because <laughs> I saw the last post in like 2013, and I'm like, yeah. this is fucking pointless. Well, why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yes. I really don't do it. There's the, like the because av- that was me posting back in 2013. <laughs> Probably was. Yeah. Uh, the average age, like if you look at it, it's it's crazy. Like the people that text the most, mm-hmm. the average age for that, the people that engage on Facebook the most, it's like it's going up. Like, oh it's, yeah. It's no longer the young yeah. people that are doing right. it. It's it's same thing with Snapchat. You know, yeah. that yeah. age is like now in the 40s and 50s. Like yeah. Before no, it was just teens. Facebook, like you said, was college kids originally, yeah, yeah. then younger, then it skewed older. And now it's like literally my my parents. Yeah. My it, parents are in the late 60s, now in the early 70s. And thank God my parents are not on Facebook. But see, that's the thing. My parents shit. are on Facebook. Yeah. And what was funny was it started out with, okay, you need to get on there because you can see pictures of the kids. We don't have to do text chats. Like right. you, can, you can be engaged. And my dad, it was really funny. When he first did it, he literally started people from high school here in Puerto Rico were hitting him up, being like, dude, what's up? And yeah. he's like, this is wild. This, yeah. is, this yeah. is the internet. Yeah. Like, yeah. He thought it was instant the coolest reunion. thing. Instant reunion. Right. Instant right? connection. Yeah, but it's still it's still a false sense of community in many ways. Exactly. It's not, because, it's, but it's not better than nothing. Really, it it is better it's, than it's, nothing. It's, right. It's not so I can't really keep connected. up with all the people I had, like great times within high school that are now just doing weird shit mm-hmm. that I'm not into but it's like but I, imagine can view, I can view from a distance like a, like a pervert in the corner like, hey and you've got that pervert in the corner I, I own that shit <laughs> but here, here's another interesting thing. thing it's hard right like yeah. I don't like saying this but because I used to use my personal page as my photography hub for years I have a 5,000 friends on Instagram it's annoying right but imagine if you had 30 friends yeah, like that's my where my parents are at. Where it's like literally, like you said, it's yes, it is not the hmm. greatest thing, but you have people who are decades removed from your life that are living thousands of miles away that are suddenly like, dude, holy shit! So what's it's going it's on? all perspective, right? And I mean, there's a huge difference between in, being engaged, you, quote unquote, right, huge, with five thousand people right, versus being engaged with, with 30. thirty. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not even the same playing field. Exactly. 
there's a so so my girlfriend her her parents are like it's 50, dude she's fiance what the fuck oh, yeah. dude, you're gonna <laughs> sleep on the fucking couch <laughs> okay. oh we both jumped in on it so fast oh, yeah. okay. sin you're okay. about to marry this lady right. come on <laughs> fiance, right, let's rewind yeah, my fiance her, her her parents are like 50 some years old and your age Rob, no older 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 <laughs> <laughs> old ass fucks, <laughs> you old fucks. No, like they're, they're no, actually they're not fifty. They're like almost sixty years old. So uh, they get on Facebook. They're all on Facebook now, and they mm-hmm. engage a lot, and they're divorced. And kind of like remember when oh uh, younger teenagers are like oh yeah he just posted a picture with Debbie. They must have something going on, and right. then the whole jealousy like oh, yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth. Yeah. Same thing. Really? at their age like mid 60s yeah. you know, or, or late or early shout 60s. out to Debbie no yeah. so you, you said <laughs> yeah. it right Hashtag what's Debbie. funny was Little my Debbie parents were like best. all in yeah. right when I first got them on Facebook they're like this is awesome right yeah. within months my mom was like I think I'm gonna get off Facebook I said what like what do you like what? I love why? the people that no, tried to get off Facebook no no no, no. but that's what I thought <laughs> you, right? I go, you sound like a 17 year old girl like why are you talking about deleting right. your Facebook and she's like this is where you get, I mean, we're thinking about what we're talking about now and where we're at in our society. Uh, she goes, so many people, all they do is share like dogs being beaten videos, political posts, all this stuff. Yeah. Where you sit there and say, I have family members that I'm unfollowing because I don't want to see their shit. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. she's like, why am I on here? Yeah. And I'm all like, point. that, yeah, that sucks. I, I, it's, but you know what? Like you just said, unfollow them. They don't know you're not. You're still friends. Right. Like they don't know. They're not yeah. in the wiser. You can always come. It's the proper thing to do. You don't unfriend them. You unfollow them. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then it's just unfriend like unfriended them. That's yeah. a big slap in the face that you're not really a part of. Like, <laughs> you know, I unfriend you. Like, oh, then they, they find that out later. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then like, all right, you didn't have the the. Why didn't you say something about? Have, you know yeah. I mean? Have you ever had the app InstaFollow? No. Oh, yeah, we got that. So it's the most debilitating, anxiety-ridden app where it literally, for Instagram, it shows you who's unfollowed you recently. Oh, yeah, the analytics. Who's followed you, right? So I I downloaded it but never checked it. And then I talked to one of my my photographer friends who's huge on Instagram. And he goes, dude, I I check it daily. And I go, dude, that's fucked up. Why, right? I go, why? And he goes, well, because, again, he had a big Instagram following. He's like, that's how I got forgotten work. Like, I have to do it. I said, okay. So I went on there, and there's literally breakdowns of people you follow but don't follow you back. So I clicked on that, and they were some of my best friends. And I was like, this is some shit. Like, I was genuinely, like you said, I was genuinely pissed because I was like, when the fuck did you unfriend? And I was like, but then I thought, I still see them, like, Every couple of weeks, and we you know, hang out and we drink, and it's like, who gives a shit? Right, this is information like, you don't need, and this exactly. is this yeah. is also information that can make you think the wrong thing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was n- right. there was zero point. There and might there might since be deleted it, but d- d- yeah, there's probably nothing nefarious about one of your friends. Oh, uh, Rob just got you. ten points. <laughs> nefarious. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna play you in words with friends and see if you can scrabble the shit out of a All right, yeah, I'm doing. All right, oh, I'm doing. I'm yeah. game. I'm always game. Yeah. <laughs> We're losing here, folks. Uh, I know. He's got like 200 <laughs> points. We're like, I got I don't know, Gary. You said shit points. more than anybody, so you, no, you win You there. have 10 points, not 200. <laughs> <laughs> Five points for work. No, this is like... this is you like uh, step it up, Sin. Come on. Yeah, it's like, whose line is it anyway? The points don't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> you get 1,000 yeah. points, the and then point, you get well, Actually, two. the point that I was making is one of your good friends just probably is in touch with you enough where he doesn't need to follow you on that. But then you're misinterpreting it completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like he so just said, information that's, you don't everybody. Need. that's everybody right. nowadays. Let's right. be real. Yeah. If you unfriend someone, that's a slap in the face. It is. Yeah. yeah. Right? But you're sitting there going... When they find out. When they know. Right. It's, it's and then you're like, dude, out. what's up? Like, you okay? Are, we, yeah. are you mad at me? LOL. What the hell? Yeah. Like, you just take it a step further. Block them. You know? Just... <laughs> Just, just, just completely dynamite them. From I your feel life. like you have you know? a very, a very like a, a vengeful of, sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of burn bridges behind you that light the way for others. No, they're not burned. They're blown up. The smithereens. They're gone. He's the like bridge, C4. Yeah, bridges yeah, yeah. are fucking yeah. gone. Well, I mean, we've been drinking at the beach all goddamn day. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so now, so now, like Jose came Lord. on. It's like, all right, f bombs or acceptable let's just do this you know let's be dude real. why do you think i named my show the angry millennial 
Everyone asked me, are you like a yeah. Lewis Black type? Do you just scream the entire like time? Lewis and Black, I'm like, yeah. he's great. I'm like, he's great. I'm like, but no, it's just because I have a lot of bones to pick with. The th- like, I right. feel like I'm, I identify more with like Gen Xers and millennials. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, it was like, I got a lot of things going on like the last few years and from 2000 on that in society that pissed me off. So yeah. where are you going to take this stuff? What, what are the next steps for you? So uh, you're still defining it, I know, but yeah, what, what do you, know you want? I mean, what do you want? So it's uh, put it out there. The reason why I said like I like being back behind the mic is because when I pause in the show, at the time when I made the decision, like in June, July, right, I was spread so thin, I was like, oh, I can't wait to come up for air. But when it happened, I had a game plan of like all these productive things that like I had weeks planned out. Right. Hit up this person, take this meeting, try and get this, design this, make this piece of, uh, you know, stuff, and you know, start the uh, the YouTube account, get all the podcasts up there. Like I had all these things I wanted to do, but literally when I when I paused on the show after 101 episodes, I literally went like in a deep depression for three weeks because I didn't know, like I I had a self identity problem mm-hmm. because I sat there and said. The whole reason why I started the show, not to get too into it, but was I lost my job early last year. Yeah. I've been there for over four years. I, when I started, I was a single guy. Now I'm living in the suburbs and raising you know, two kids. So right. financially, I was like, I need to get another corporate job. Maybe I can stay working from home. I would love that. And my girlfriend works from home as well for a San Francisco company. And I said, maybe I can keep doing that. And, you know... It was weird because I was going to interviews, and now, as you may or may not know, back in the day, it was you go to maybe one, you get a call back, you go to the next one. At that third one, you either got the job or you didn't. Mm-hmm. That was it. Nowadays, it's a two, three-stage phone screening process followed by a three, four-stage in-person interview process. So if you couple in like scheduling with different people, like this goes two or three months. Long to time. find out you didn't get the job. Yeah. So I went through that, and I'm sitting here going, hold on a sec. I have two degrees, and I have good work experience in a publicly traded company. I manage six to seven-figure campaigns for blue-chip clients. Why can't I get a job? And I'm personable. You know, I do, and that was the one thing that bothered me. If I bomb the interview, all right, it's on me. Don't right. forget your beard. That shit's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. a pretty Jeez. good beard. And, and imagine awesome. when you go through the interview and you say, oh, you were in the top two. Okay, that's great, but I didn't get it. Yeah. So why does it matter? Right. You know? And I, so at the time, I went from, I want to stay working from home for like a month. And then it was like, all right, I want my commute to be under an hour. All right. I want... To, I'll, I'll take a $20,000 pay cut. And then I'm like, all right, now I'm lo- I live in outside Baltimore. And I go, now I'm looking at D.C., Philadelphia, and New York. And Why I said, I'll figure it out. I'll come home on the weekends. I'll just, I need a fucking job. Right. And I still couldn't get anything. And I'm going, what's going on, you know? So I literally was at a breaking point. I'm punching holes in doors. I'm getting in fights with my kids and my girlfriend. And I said, something's, something's got to change, right? Yeah. So I sat my parents down, I sat my, my girlfriend and our family down, and I said, give me one month. Just give me one month where eight hours a day I'm not sending out resumes, I'm not making phone calls, I'm not doing you know, all that shit. I just want to go back to doing stuff for myself, right? So at the time, I wasn't shooting because I was scared shitless that all my clients were still in Philadelphia and New York. Mm-hmm. So I go, if I'm going to go to Philly for a couple of days and shoot, what if someone calls me for an interview? What am I going to do? So I was paralyzed and I wasn't shooting for all that time. And I said, you know what, let me get back into photography. So at the time I said, well, if I'm gonna get back into photography, what do I gotta do, I gotta blog. So I started blogging. And two weeks after I started blogging, I got a job at F-Stoppers. And I said, wow, look at that. In two weeks, mm-hmm. I've made more progress than eight months. Mm-hmm. Let me keep going. And I, I had the idea, we talk about like doubt, self-doubt, all that stuff. I had the idea for a podcast for a year and never told anyone, no one. And, and I thought, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. And I had, I had no idea. I was doing research on my own. Mm-hmm. I've never listened to one, never done one. Never, I was never an audiophile. I do it. I start interviewing my friends. I start feeling like this is awesome. And I went to a standout event in New York with the guys from Phase One and DT, Digital Transitions. And I've known them for years. And, and they said, oh, you're going to be at Photo Plus, right? And I was like, 
Sure. Yeah, like I never been to it because at that right. time, I I have a really I have really bad social anxiety, so I hate huge crowds. So I was like, uh, in my mind, I'm like, I have to network. I'm unemployed. Yes, I'm gonna. I'll be there, man. Right. And and then I said, okay, there's a hard date. I gotta launch the podcast in three weeks. We gotta have the website up by then. Let's do this. And at the time, I had like five episodes in the can. We do it. We launch at Photo Plus, and as you can imagine, Photo Plus is where all the heavy hitters come out. So the first three interviews were Doug Saunders, um, Zach Sutton, Jeremy Cowart, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Renee Robin, Clay Cook. It, it was it was awesome, you know, and and that was kind of like we we realized maybe at that time we had like, like a tiger by the tail, and they said, all right, I'm going all in, and that eight months of introspection right questioning you myself. just got five points good word <laughs> good word good was, word uh, you and I are winning of, by the way yeah, yeah. one of the uh, things ten, ten I to five about. and then sin has zero look at them all I mean, look at this. <laughs> he's casual as shit and I got zero too um, and I you said you guys are sun fried yeah I said uh, I told myself did I realistically in my whole career ever give 110% in anything Mm-hmm. Because when I graduated, I had an MBA, I had a bachelor's, and I had all this debt. So I felt like I had to get a normal job. I was into photography, and I had a, I had a job at a studio. Right. But in my mind, it wasn't real. So whenever I was Wait, doing... Why, why wasn't it real? Because you were, you were saddled by the baggage of the debt that you had to pay? That I felt like so I had to get a normal job. It was an anchor, basically. Yeah. So I said, I got to get a real career. So it was weird, because I've had a couple of years where my photography starts picking up and taking off. And then I'd get the doubt in my head, and I would go interview at a bunch of places. But I would go interview at, like, Hess Corporate, Bank of America, like, mm-hmm. big fucking companies. And again, I would go through the process, and I would get the, I would pass every checkpoint and keep going, and then not get it. And then i sit there and go, I just, I just burned six months of my photography. Like, what do I do now? And then I'll have to restart. So it was one of those things where if I sa- looked back and I said, if I gave photography 110%, I probably would have been in a different place right now. Right. So, and then I think of my career as, as a digital project manager. Did I give it 110%? Probably not. Because it was stressful. And I, I, I worked from home, so I made it a point to travel and still do photography. And I wanted that duality, right, to keep me balanced. So when I got to the point of the podcast, I said, I'm going all fucking in. I know it makes no sense financially. I know it makes no sense in terms of logistics. I'll figure it out. And that's why, like you said, we hit 100 episodes in nine months because I was recording three to five a week and I was traveling because I made it a point where I said, I'm going to take out every single barrier for you to say yes. If you tell me you're busy, yeah. I'll come to you. Right. Oh, you don't have a space? I will I'll literally bring my equipment to you. Right. And, you know, next thing you know, we're talking with Peter Hurley and all these people in New York. And then I'm flying to Seattle and I'm with Chase Jarvis. And... It, you know, it, it, everyone respected it. They go, dude, we know you're not making money right now. You're <laughs> maybe breaking even. You're right. not making money. So, but I was all in. And, and they were like, I can respect that. You know, I talked to Kenneth Klosterman and she told me, she was like, dude, I get it. I know you got kids. I know you got family. And you're here in Seattle. Like, this is wild. Like, that's awesome. You're But mentally, you it's a game changer for you because you're, all, you're finally all in. It was. And I, fe- I had my confidence back. Right? right, I was learning. I was engaged. I was uh, that was a big thing for me. When I was in grad school, I worked, I worked full time. I went to grad school full time, and I worked at a, a club on the weekends. And everyone goes, "How'd you do it?" And I was like, "I'm just a high functioning person. Like, I didn't have time to sit and wallow. I didn't have time to sit and think." And then I went from that to having nothing. So I had, I have already started realizing, like, seeing the signs. So I went from nothing again, where I was really depressed and angry, to I don't have time to think, and I'm happy. This is cool. So I kept doing it, and like you said, it was crazy because I then identified as, oh, you're the guy who has a show. You're the guy who you know, talks to all these cool people. Awesome, right? Started getting the endorphins from people, right? Yeah. And then I paused on it, and I had everyone come to me going, dude, I gotta, you got to talk to this guy. I got this. He's got to be a guest. And I'm like, I don't have the show right now. It's coming back. It's paused. And then I just was like, who am I? And it was wild because those three weeks that I had where I was like, I'm going to crush it. I, I just laid on my couch and watched Netflix and cried. 
<laughs> Netflix and cry. That's a whole. That's, that's a whole new. That's thing. a new phrase. Right <laughs> you know, and and my girlfriend was thankfully like you know she understood and she didn't give me too much shit, but it it was it was weird. And yeah. again, it, it's uh, all the the big thing for me was literally self awareness was becoming more in tune with like okay why am I upset right now why is this happening what can I do let me snap out of it my I work from home my kids are here. Let me go hang out with my kids. Let me just go outside right. and go play with them. And, uh, you know, it, it's helped for sure. And and now you can imagine, too, I went from, like you said, where what's next? I yeah. don't know. And that's the thing. With Critics Against Oppression, with the show, The Angry Millennial, I literally paused it when it was starting to get pretty awesome steam and said, I'm going to focus on an entirely new thing. I have no idea what to do there's talks of making a non-profit and I'm like I, I don't know anything about that world and and I'll, again undertaking everything on my own as a solopreneur I mean I look at you guys and I'm, I'm like this is awesome to have a team of people who are collaborating and working together and everything I've ever done has been on my own you need to get yourself a sin he's amazing <laughs> he's everyone is a token Asian I mean let's be real right <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so offended sin, he's you can't even oh, you're, you're, you're way, not, you're not way offended. more than a token I'm not offended so I'm flattered because it's because yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's true no, like, <laughs> no for us like sin like really helped like completely him and Sean completely yeah. took over Instagram deleted out all the bullshit I posted for like a year Completely rebranded it, and it was like, all right, finally that weight is off my shoulders. I, I need to focus on other shit now. That's mm -hmm. so fucking great. So, we are very fortunate to be able to have a team of creative people that mm -hmm. like help us, like just you know put our image out there and like make an awesome product. So like that yeah. is fucking insane. Yeah. So yeah. we're definitely, no, definitely tip, tip my hat to you guys. Yeah. And, and like I said, I know you're. You're dipping into a new world with podcasting, and like we had yeah, those yeah. conversations where I said, "Let's keep doing any them. Way, any well, way I can help." God damn it, let's just keep. These doing are fun. It, you know? Yeah, any yeah, way I can like help. Them. You're good at them. Well, I think this is a good time to move. I know let's we went over. Dinner. Let's, yeah, I know it went time. over. I feel so yeah, bad. No, no, no don't feel bad. This is great. Yeah, well, first of all, good. what's over? I mean, we don't really set time limits. <laughs> we, we thought we were going to get dinner at the last one, the All Star. Yeah, it didn't happen. You know what? No one's hungry. Let's go now. Everyone's in the hot tub. So to give you a little idea of what's going on right now. We're at this amazing compound, right? We haven't yeah. explained it. No, it's a, it's a compound. It. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a compound. It's, it's gated. serious. Yeah. It smells of cow shit constantly because there's cows just, just <laughs> to the west of us. But That's this, not making this it place sound has good. a huge pool and a hot tub that is full of like some of the coolest people that I know that I'm just like right. super just flattered that they came down. So, Jose, thank you for coming down. Thank you thank for you. trusting us to like put together a hey, cool Hey, thanks for event. having me. My, like, I was literally telling this to my parents, my family. They go... So you know these people from online, <laughs> and you're buying a ticket to go to Puerto Rico. You have no idea where you're going. And I said, no. And you go, where? how are you getting there? I said, they have vans. And then she's like, you know, as you can hear from right. someone, like, vans, huh? Right. And, and it was wild. And I said, I said no, I just, it's, it's going to be fun, you know? And, and like you joked around, what is this? And it was funny because we were talking earlier about how we justified it to our significant others and stuff. And they go, so what's that trip? I go, it's, it's work. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a work trip. It's yeah. podcasting. <laughs> we're going to yeah. keep doing I'm this. I'm doing some consulting. I, I'm all, I, my, the wheels <laughs> are already it. turning for yeah. we're going to do it next. And I hope it's Cuba. I hope it's Cuba. I hope it's somewhere like that. But like, I want to make this into like I think an event where like yeah. we come down, whether it's podcasts or like video interviews or whatever. But like, yeah. when you bring this many creative people in like one area and like we don't have anything else to do, but sit back relax and like go to the beach or go to the pool or whatever mm -hmm. drink like 30 beers you know each like then the beers here are so fucking tiny jesus <laughs> why are they so they're little energy beers they're the size of red bull <laughs> like this is red bull no, it's not. <laughs> it's down in there. all right rob, rob has to pee so let's good. let's go get food yeah rob's getting crazy i'm hungry man his age doesn't eat every three hours oh yeah there's, there's blood there's sugar dips. he yeah. hasn't had they a nap get cranky. in two hours <laughs> and he hasn't texted in an hour an hour and four minutes i think he's literally shaking yeah no he needs to text to I don't right. need to text. I need so, to get back in that ocean the way I did today. That was awesome. See, I was all zened out. You, you, know you were. You were. So, if you want to 
tune in and subscribe to the mm-hmm. Angry Millennial. You guys are on iTunes, right? Yep. So We're on search. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all the major hitters. So just search Angry Millennial. Search the Angry Millennial Show. If you go to the angrymillennialshow.com, you can check us out there. You can listen on the website. Uh, from there, you'll, you can subscribe to any platform we're on. Um, you can sign up for the newsletter. And all that shit's free. Yep. All that shit's free. It's cool. All so that's free. If you have a commute, you drive to work, and it's like longer listen. than like six minutes, listen to podcasts. Stop listening to music for a little bit. You might like it. Yeah. You might like it. It's informational. You get to learn a lot, yeah. and they're fun. Science. I don't know how, but it is. <laughs> Science. Science. <laughs> all right. With, th- with that... Uh, if I can, hold on. Oh, yeah, yes. So, uh, also, you can go to creativesagainstdepression.com Boom. and check out what we're doing there. If you ever want to submit an article or uh, a post on Medium, Hell yeah. anything Hell like yeah. that, we completely would appreciate it. And, yeah. uh, and we gotta hear, it. we got to hear stories. That's, that's what brings us together. Yep. You know, it's the stories of, from you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, God, I'm feeling good. The frogs are <laughs> chirping, I don't know, <laughs> tree frogs and shit. Yeah. And there's pools and... All the caves. This Puerto Rico's awesome. Jose, yeah. like, you got a great Glad you got you guys a great place it. here. Yeah. Yep. All right. With that, goodbye. Goodbye. Right. Thank Take you. Care, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, that's all she wrote for this one. Thanks for listening. I get out of here and start shooting. This podcast is officially over. Over and out. Catch you next time, dude. For RGGE to you, this is kind of like the next generation mentorship. They're here to give you the knowledge you need and to make your business acumen even sharper.